0: Thank you. You know, we all need restoring. God's working on something in our lives, yes? And that is a work of progress, and he won't finish until we get to heaven. Hallelujah. And uh, so there's things that God wants to restore to us and to help us to recover. Uh, There was a time in King David's life where he lost everything. The Amalekites came in and robbed him, robbed them of, uh, took his wife and his children and, and, and robbed them of, uh, and, and took them into captivity. And David, it says, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord said to him, Pursue and, 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 and recover all. Pursue and recover all. And you know, God wants you to pursue him so that you can recover everything that has been lost uh, over your lifetime. And we all have a journey, don't we? We have a journey, we go through life, but now Jesus said it like this. He said, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy, and often we live below what God has for us. And uh, so we need to pursue that and and begin to recover uh, what what we have lost. I remember uh, in the years where I was going through a strong recovery progress, there was two uh, passages that were very uh, important to me at that time, and I remember... Just praying them and, and, and thanking God for them. And one of them was this. And it's, uh, it's uh, here it comes here. It's in Micah. Uh, Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will arise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light for me. What a great scripture that was. And I used to say that. Soul, hallelujah. The enemy's not going to gloat over you. Though you fall, you will get up. You see, it's not a matter of whether you fall. It's whether you get up or not. It's whether you get up. And the the enemy of your soul does not want you to recover. He doesn't want you to get up again. But God is a God of recovery. God's a God of restoration. And that scripture was very important to me. And I'd speak to the old devils and I'd say, listen, don't you gloat over me. I'll be up again one day. Hallelujah. (laughs) See, though I'm in darkness, I can't see where I'm going today. Tomorrow, I'll walk into the light. Yes? Hallelujah. So we need to know that. And the second passage of Scripture was this one that became very important to me. It was this. uh, In Job chapter 14, verse 7 to 9, it says, At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. And sometimes there comes experiences in our life like we feel like we've been cut to the ground. And you say, this thing will never go again. And people will say, it'll never go again. You can't recover from that position. But the Bible says that, hallelujah, even though you cut to the ground, at the scent of water, when the Holy Spirit who is the water of life, begins to flow again, hallelujah, you start to put out shoots again, and they won't fail. And so those scriptures became very important to me, and maybe for people in here this morning, you can attach yourself to those and begin to pray them, begin to believe God for them, begin to declare them, begin to decree what God has spoken, and see what God can do in your life. Hallelujah. And so those things become important. Jesus is the great restorer. Jesus is the great restorer. If you read through the Bible and read through the Gospels, you find that he was always allowing people to recover what they had lost. He saw the lepers and he healed them and Caused them to, to, to be clean again. You know, uh, he, he saw people who were broken. Uh, he saw the, young, the mother, the widow of Nain, who was just about to bury her son. And, he, and he, he, he recovers life for her. Hallelujah. And raises that boy. And he was all the time lifting people up and say, you Come on. You know, life puts us down, we put ourselves down. But Jesus lifts us up. Hallelujah. And so we can recover what we've lost. And God's God's purpose for us is to recover all. Hallelujah. And as you sit in this place this morning, I'm believing that God will cause the Spirit of God to begin to touch your life in such a way that you are the process of recovery in some area that you've lost will begin to happen. That God will give you seeds this morning. Seeds that will begin to sprout and begin to grow and begin to cause a great recovery in your life. Hallelujah. Whether it's a recovery of your body, whether it's a recovery of your soul, whether it's a recovery of your spirit, then God wants that recovery to happen. Yes? Yes. Sophie's going to come and share for a minute a, 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 a story.
1: Yes, we we when we lived in Kaitaia, we had a, a life group that we ran for ten years, and um, it was a very simple format. People would meet at our place at seven o'clock. Um, we would start in place piano, so we had piano at home, and we would sing some praises and and no no, <laughs> but we would we would sing praises and then and then we would share around the word of God, and then. That would go till about half past eight. And then the laughter and the fun started from half past eight because we always had supper and everybody brought something along. But we had great times of fellowship, people just being together. And, you know, and everyone got to hear Ian's sense of humour. And so it became an uproar and people couldn't wait till 8.30 to get through the word of God. It was just uplifting. It was a great group. But let me tell you, there was one lady who came into this group right from day one. She turned up, it was her ex-sister-in-law that brought her into our group. And Joanne was very quiet. She came into our group. She would have been, she was in her second marriage. She would have been in her late 40s. She'd had two sons to her first, and then she had um, a daughter to her current. But she came in, and she just quietly sat and, you know, she just she didn't say very much. She didn't want to say very much. She just wanted to be there, really. And so she was with us time after time. And little bit by little bit, Ian would say, and what do you think about this, Joanne? And she would express something quite significant. And that's the sort of thing that we heard. And then we'd ask, well, how is this and how was that? And if there was any prayer need, she used to ask us to pray for her children, you know. But she came on her own. After three or four years, her husband started coming. This couple had been devastated by life. They'd been in church. I learned that he was a, a worship leader at one stage. And he, they had been bashed around by life. You know, and she sat in this group and her husband started to come. And seven or eight years later, we used to stop at Christmas time. We had a six-week break over, this, over the school holidays. And the last one that we had this one particular year, Ian says, we're going to go around the group and we're all going to say, what does this life group mean to us? So we went round the group, and I'll never forget, what I want to share with you now is what Joanne had to say. Joanne's turn came. She quietly, and everybody just listened to her, she said, well, it's like we've been restoring our house. You know, we bought this house, and it was dilapidated, and it was tired, and it was old, and we've been restoring it. Not renovating it, just restoring it. It was a great villa. We weren't changing everything. We were just bringing it to its best, lifting it up. And she says, I've been coming to this group, and I think that that's what God's been doing to me. It's just like my life feels like I've got fresh wallpaper on the walls, and it looks like it's freshly painted, and I feel like there's life in me again. You know, And she sat in the group just being under the word of God, can transform us without us even knowing. And you kind of think, well, how do you know? She talked about this restoration. And I, I kind of thought, well, God restores us in two things. Firstly, we can't love others if we're all hurt and if we're all painful. You know, we have to know God's love and experience God's healing love and be filled of his love so that we have love to give to others. And secondly... By the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who works through us that brings this change into our lives. So as we get full of the Holy Spirit, we can be poured out and we can make a difference. We can be involved in the supernatural work that God is doing here on earth. A lot of it we don't even know, but we're just being us, but God is working with us. Restoration. God restore us.
0: All of us need it. Amen. 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 Father, just anoint your word now. Yes. Yes. Help me to share it with the people how hey, you shared it with me. Thank you. That there might be a shift yes. in people's lives this morning. Thank you. That the brokenness might be... Healed. The disappointments might lift like the morning mist, and that healing might spring forth. Lord, confirm Your word with signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit. I pray that Jesus might be known in this place and open hearts. Lord, Lord, and open our hearts to You. Open our hearts to your love and to your acceptance and to your forgiveness. I give you praise, Lord, and I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take you now to the book of Job. You say, yeah, that would be right. Just the Sunday I come, they go to the book of Job But you know, the story of Job is of a man who was doing so well, and then he lost everything, everything that was dear to him. It seemed like he was robbed of all the good things in his life, of his family, of his income, of his health. And we come to chapter 33 in the book of Job, and it says this. And I'm going to start with you at verse 21. And this is how low he got. His flesh wastes away to nothing, and his bones, once hidden, now stick out. Now you know when you're in that stage, you're not in good shape, are you? goes on. His soul draws near to the pit, and his life to the messengers of death you will agree with me that this man needed restoration. The beginning point of a shift in our life is to admit that we need help. And we need more than just the help of good advice. We need the help of the God who created us. We need the help of Jesus Christ who loves us with an unfailing love and who can put us back together again like nobody else can. And it goes on and says, Yet, even as low as this, yet if there is an angel on his side as a mediator, one out of a thousand. Well, I want to tell you this morning that we have the angel of God. We have Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he is one in a thousand. He is one in 10,000 times 10,000. His name is Jesus. And the Bible tells us that he is a mediator. There is one mediator between God and man. That is the man, Christ Jesus. There is one person that stands between us and God and his name is Jesus. And he loves us with an unfailing love. He doesn't look at us with condemnation or, or a put down or of shame because you're his son, you're his daughter. He created you and he loves you and he wants the best that, he, that you could ever have. He wants to restore you again and it says that he is a mediator and that his death on the cross are paid as a ransom for our sin. And there is this man, Jesus, and it says that he'll tell us what is right. Where is it? One out of a thousand sent to tell them how to be upright. You know, when you're down, you need to stand up again and become upright. When you get flattened by life, there is a man who comes and can tell you the way to stand up again. Even though you've fallen, God can put you up again. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus and He cares about us. To be gracious to Him and to say, spare Him from going down to the pit. Sometimes when we're in the pit or heading that way, we just don't think that God would be gracious to us. Because sometimes we've got there ourselves, we've made dumb decisions. We knew what was right and we turned wrong. And so we hesitate to come back. But I want to tell you, God is a gracious God and he welcomes us. No matter what, no matter what has happened, no matter what turnings you've made and what wrong decisions you've done, God loves you with an unfailing love. And he calls you, hallelujah. And and he's saying, don't go down to the pit. Turn around and come back again. Spare him from going down to the pit. Isaiah 50 and verse 2. Have we got that up there? I wonder if we could just flick over to that. Is that there? Shout out if it comes up. I'll read it to you. Isaiah 50 and verse 2 says this. God says this. When I came, was there no one? When I called, why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to ransom you? Do I lack the strength to rescue you? Sometimes we think, you know, we're in this pit and, and, and God reaches out and God wants to pull you up again and God wants to change you and restore you and, and, and you think, you, and God reaches out, and says, oh, blow, says God. It's a pity my arm wasn't longer. My arm's not long enough for you. My arm's too short. And God comes to Job and he says, Do you think my arm's too short that I can't reach you and lift you up? Do you think I don't have the strength to rescue you? Hallelujah. Oh no, his arm, hallelujah, can reach where you are and he's got the strength to pull you out of that pit and out of that rottenness and out of that unforgiveness and out of that sickness. Hallelujah. He is, he is God and, and he is a good God. And it says, I found a ransom for him. I found a ransom for him. Jesus has paid the, the price. You know, when we go into captivity, when part of our lives become, you know, if someone is captured and then they get a phone call a little later on and they say, Hey, I can return your son or your wife. I can return them, but you're going to have to pay a million dollars. You pay it into this bank account, you pay it by within 12 hours, and then you have a return. When we have to pay a ransom. And when we get into the pit, when we find ourselves being broken, when we find ourselves, uh, finding ourselves in, broken in sin, there's a one who has paid the price. You don't have to get the ransom together. You don't have to get yourself together. You don't have to say, I'll just get myself all together and then I'll pay for it and I'll work my way and I'll get there. No, there's one who has paid the ransom. He paid for your sins. You see, uh, the wages of sin is death. And Jesus paid the ransom on the cross. That's why we celebrate the cross. That's why we worship God, because he's paid the ransom. He's paid for it. You don't have to pay for your sin anymore. Hallelujah. It's already been paid. Praise God. That's a wonderful thing. Then it says, and we're back into verse 25. Then it says, his flesh is renewed like a child's. It is restored as in the days of his youth. It's our flesh that gets us into trouble. But here God says, I can restore that. I can heal the brokenness. I can heal the tendency towards that you take in your flesh towards wrong. He says, I can put you back together again. Hallelujah. And our flesh, it says there, our flesh is renewed like a child's. It is restored as in the days of old. See, in our life, when we come, there comes a time when we need to start again. Jesus said you must be born again. Yeah. And he means that you must become like a child and begin your spiritual life. Yeah. See, we, have, we, we go and we put on the years in this ordinary life, but there comes a time then we have to have that renewed. And we start again as just as a little child and begin. You must be born again. You must come as a a child and say, Lord, forgive me. Give me a new start. There's somebody in this room this morning whose flesh has erupted in a skin outbreak. And your skin has caused you difficulty. In fact, there may be more than one, but there's one person in particular. And you've been troubled this week and this past fortnight especially, and down, perhaps down for years, and your skin is troubling you. The Lord wants to heal you this morning. He wants to heal you this morning. He wants to touch you and begin the healing process and cause your healing, that healing so that your flesh, hallelujah, will be renewed, just like a child's. I'm telling you this morning, that person, if you come at the end of this, I will pray with you, and I will set you free. And hallelujah, your skin will begin to heal from this very hour. So if you're there this morning, I will give you that opportunity to be prayed for, because God is a good God. And then, so you can be restored, like in the days of your youth. Remember when you were full of expectation? Remember when you carried dreams? And over the years, the life has choked those dreams out. But God can restore that dream. Put a spring back in your step. Hallelujah. He prays to God. He prays to God. There comes a time in our life where we need to turn and God say, God, help me. We need to turn to God and pray to Him and call out to Him and not just let life kick you around, not just let things just keep wandering down further and further down into darkness, further and further down into the pit. There's time, there comes a time, you know, the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15, Jesus told the story. It says he came to his senses and he said, I'm going to return and go to my father. Hallelujah. And then it says he got up and he went. There comes a time where we need to cry out to God. There are some stubborn things that cause brokenness in our lives which won't disappear and the enemy will not withdraw until you cry out to God and say, God, deliver me. David, the psalmist, said, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of his troubles. Hallelujah. My friend, if you will turn to him and begin to pray, look what it says next. He prays to God and finds favor with him. Is that what it says? Hallelujah. And find favor with him. God, (coughs) you know, you'll find, and, 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 it goes on, and they will see God's face. In this room, there are people who have come and they are not, a bit afraid to come to the Lord in case He turns away from them because you're not sure that He actually wants to see you. But I have discovered this. Even in the darkest time, even when you're, when you're, you're not walking and you turn to God, hallelujah, imagine, I come in my darkness, my, and, and, and my brokenness. And I turn to God. And, and I turn to Him. And, and Lord, Lord, help me. And He turns away. And all I see is Him turning away. And this scripture says that when we cry out to Him, we find God's favor and we see His face. Right. Hallelujah. He will not turn away from you. He will not turn away. He, he, he loves you. He's been waiting for you to cry out to him. He's been waiting for you to believe for your restoration. He's been waiting for you to run again and, and to believe again and to minister you again. Hallelujah. And he, he, he doesn't turn away. You see his face and he looks at you. And when you look into the face of Jesus... It's not a face of condemnation. It's a face of love. It's a face of mercy. It's a face of acceptance. Hallelujah. And he loves you with an unfailing love and he cares about you. And he wants to restore every part of your life. He wants to put you back together again and care for you and to love you like only he can. And then this man, when he prays to God, he finds favour with him. He sees the face of the Lord and not him turning away. And then he begins to shout for joy. Hallelujah. And God, as he finds that God loves him that God accepts him, that God can restore him, that God uh, cares about him. Hallelujah. I tell you, there comes a shout of joy. There comes a song of praise. There comes thanksgiving in your heart. And you you, you begin to understand that Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong and there comes a shout of joy out of your heart as you come to Sunday morning and you sing, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. Hallelujah, because you've changed my life. You can't stay away from the house. Because you know, hallelujah, you want to come and give thanks like the lepers of old. There was 10 that got healed, but one came back and began to praise Jesus. And hallelujah, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. The others got healed of their leprosy. This man got healed, body, soul, and spirit. And worship and praise in the house does that. As you sit in the house and begin to worship God, there comes that healing. There comes that restoration in our life. He is restored, it says, by God to his righteous state. Restored. What a beautiful word that is. This man sees the face and he begins to shout for joy. He begins to praise God. He begins to love God's people. He comes to the house of the... Don't stay away from the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come and be healed and be restored just in the presence of God. And it says here that he is restored by God to his righteous state. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I was reading this morning in my quiet time and uh, I, I was reading down what was allocated for me from the word for today in First Corinthians 16, but I, oh, my eye caught over the, just next door a verse, and it says, Just as we've borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. Yeah. Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Yeah.
0: Just as we've borne the likeness of mankind, the earthly man, Adam, just the sinful man. We've all born, we all bear the likeness of that man. You've been, you're there, I'm there. We will bear that. Just so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. That's a restoration work. That's a work of God's grace. Man from heaven, we bear the likeness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then, then, so we get restored and we come to the righteous. That's your normal state. That's the normal state to be righteous. As a son and daughter of the living, my Christian friends, you, the normal right is, is, is to be righteous and, and, and to be whole and to be free from sin and to walk, hallelujah, before the Lord. He wants to restore every part of our lives. That's our normal state of the son and daughter of God. He is restored. Then he comes to men and he says, I sinned and perverted what was right, but I did not get what I deserved. What's our story? Our story is, hallelujah, I didn't get what I deserved. I went down the wrong track, but I turned to God and I found favor with him. Hallelujah, this is my story. Hallelujah, I didn't get what I deserved because he'd paid the ransom for me. And his arm wasn't short. He lifted me up out of that, out of the pit. Hallelujah. And my story and your story is we didn't get what we deserved. Hallelujah. It's no wonder we shout for joy. It's no wonder we live for Jesus. It's no wonder, hallelujah, that God cares about us. I didn't get what I deserved. Hallelujah. And I won't get what I deserved because he set us free from sin. He's cancelled our sin. Hallelujah. It's under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ we can start again. And so it says there, he redeemed my soul. Praise God, he redeemed, he redeemed it. He's paid the price. He's already paid the ransom. He rede- I'm not going to go down to the pit, hallelujah. What am I going to, it says here, but I did, he says, and I will live to enjoy the light. Yeah, that's good. In other words, you can see where you're heading. You start to live a way that the pathway ahead is clear. There's not darkness. There's not things encroaching. There's not interference, hallelujah, from the spirit world. You walk into the light of the life of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you begin to live there. You begin to thrive there. You begin to enjoy all that God has for you. And you can see where you're going. Hallelujah. It's like that, isn't it? Amen. Jesus is the restorer. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's the restorer. He's the mediator between you and God. And he loves you with an unfailing love.